So I noticed that most of my favorite podcasts don't always have intros. They just kind of jump right in, and I like that. That's kind of what I want to do. I don't really want to be a slave to the intro. I have a small audience, so if and if at some point I feel like I do need an intro, I'll get one, but for now, I'm going to do me. But if you're new here and you don't know me, my name is Mia Williams, and I am the founder of The Colors of Her Success, which is a community for 20-something women of color navigating their journey through success, either through corporate America or through entrepreneurship, side hustles, all the things. I'm learning a lot on what it takes to be successful and what success looks like, and I love sharing that with you. So today I wanted to do an episode on the importance of investing in yourself and how you can start investing in yourself in different ways. But before we get into that, I went viral on TikTok. So I showed a weekend that I had with my mentor, Carrie Champion, and it was a black girl luxury-ish experience, and it was a beautiful TikTok, and the message behind it was that when you work hard and get to, to a certain level of success, you can experience luxury to the fullest, and you don't have to feel bad about it. I'm proud of the TikTok. I did a follow-up TikTok, and that one went viral, and I would say this is now like my fourth viral video. But can we talk about how overwhelming going viral on TikTok can be? It's fun for the first hour or two, but by day three, you're like, all right, can this stop? Going viral taught me a valuable lesson about the downsides of success that we don't always anticipate. I thought success was building a, a large TikTok following and having videos that go viral. I thought that's what I wanted. And I think that's what most people want when they're making content on TikTok. I think we're all like, once I get X amount of followers or X amount of likes, I, I'll be good. But I don't think that now. Now that I've actually gotten that, I feel there's more responsibility now than before. There's more pressure to kind of deliver for this new audience that I have. I have to now create a content schedule for TikTok um, when before I posted whenever I felt like it. And it made me think about when people ask the question, are you prepared for when you get the things you want? I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared for the amount of DMs I would get after that TikTok. I wasn't prepared for the negative racist comments I got. I wasn't prepared for um, to the audience. Honestly, I really wasn't prepared to have a large audience. Like, oh my gosh, what do I do with this? And you know, in these moments, I started to think about Cardi B because Cardi B has been saying for a long time how being famous isn't fun. She's constantly under a microscope. She feels like She's always being scrutinized for every little thing that she does. I know that a few weeks ago, she deleted her Twitter because she was getting backlash for not going to the Grammys. She made a joke uh, at, at the Met Gala after party that got scrutinized. And she's pretty much scrutinized for being herself. And I know that she's tired. But the thing is, I didn't empathize with her. I thought, boohoo, Cardi, you're so rich, you're so famous, you're so successful, it must be awful. But now that I've had this TikTok go viral and I'm like, it's not all it's cracked up to be, I can understand that it probably is awful sometimes for Cardi B. There's a downside to everything we think we want. 
We glamorize certain things and think once I have this thing, I'll be good. I'll be content. My life will be set. But we don't think about the fact that everything comes with the downside. Cardi B wanted to be famous for a long time. You know, she was on Love and Hip Hop. She was making music. She wanted this. But once she got it, she realized like, dang, it's not as great as I thought it would be. No thing, be it money, be it success, whatever it is, it's not going to make your life perfect. In fact, it probably adds more responsibility or stress. So I've spoken to quite a few successful women or successful people in general. And the one thing I always want to know from them is the downsides that comes with success and the downsides from making a lot of money. And they always have a laundry list of things to say. I'll share some of them with you because I'd imagine that all of my listeners are going to be successful. And these are problems that you guys are going to have one day. So uh, I'm I'm just telling you to get prepared. When you make a lot of money... Let's say you make more, let's say you make significantly more than a lot of the people in your family. There's a level of guilt that comes with that. The fact that you have more and live better than everyone else in your family can sometimes be uncomfortable. Money sometimes brings out the worst in family members. You find that people start expecting things from you and sometimes take advantage of you because of the money that you make. My leak teal answered this question and she said that with her and her success, one of the things she didn't anticipate was the amount of accounts and passwords she had to make. Like she has more passwords and accounts that she has to keep up with than she ever has before in her life. And I never thought about that. Like the more successful you get, think about how many different accounts you have to have. Another thing I hear successful people say is that they miss out on a lot. Oftentimes when you're delivering and you're making the money and you're you know, doing the work that you need to do to be successful, you miss out on things. You miss out on birthdays, baby showers, family reunions. You miss out on the things that you once had time to do. So everything that we want in life comes with a downside. So, remi- so this is a reminder to not always rush to get the things that we want. When you get that thing you really, really want, are you prepared for what it'll come with? Now, let's get into today's topic, investing in yourself. So I started The Colors of Her Success and and started taking it really seriously in 2019. And during this time, I feel I learned the most important lessons about investing in yourself and why it's so important. So... At its core, investing is the act of putting some money out there to get some sort of return back. And investing in yourself is putting your money where your mouth is to become the person you want to be or to do the things you say you want to do. When you take the time to invest in yourself, be it health and wellness, be it your learning and development, the returns always come back tenfold. It's never a bad investment. But we often put investing in ourselves at the bottom of the totem pole. I learned the importance of investing in myself, I would say after grade school. I recognized that I was the most average student you'd ever meet. There was nothing spectacular about me. I didn't do great on the SATs. I didn't do, I wasn't a star math student. I didn't have a ton of AP classes in high school. I wasn't a failure. I mean, I barely got C's, but I was average. And to go through life thinking that you're average because of school and because of grade school just wasn't how I wanted to view myself. And I knew that there had to be more to me. 
So in college, the first investments that I made were in confidence books and mindfulness books and then in a confidence course. And although I was the average student, I knew there was more to me and I just had to build the confidence to learn how to find it. And that was my start. Your start may look a little different. So I wanted to break down four different areas in which you can invest in yourself and and how to get started. And then I'll also share some of my experiences with each of these areas. The first way you can invest in yourself is mentally. How are you investing in your mind? For me, I rarely buy apps, rarely purchase them, but I purchase the Headspace app to help me with my meditation. Um, I meditate for 12 minutes every morning and I find that meditation is the anchor to most of my days and to invest in that app felt like a no-brainer. I'm working nine to five, I'm running an Airbnb, I'm running the colors of her success, which requires me posting content on four different platforms and it can get overwhelming. So meditation is huge for me. Therapy is also a mental investment that we can make. I go to therapy every other week. It's a line item in my budget and it's just not going anywhere. And then a few other ways that you can mentally invest in yourself is like by buying a journal with a really nice pen and starting to journal whenever you can or wherever you see fit. Maybe it's reading more books for leisure because you know that if you're reading a good book, you're not on social media and you're exercising your mind. I put investing in yourself mentally first because your mind is going to have the biggest returns. It is the captain of your ship. And when it's not right, you're not right. So investing in your mental is really, really big. The second way is by physically investing in yourself. Are you working out? Are you doing yoga? Are you part of the random ass Pilates movement that just started on TikTok? For me, I have my LA Fitness membership. But the investment doesn't just stop at paying the $49 per month for a mentorship. I mean, a a membership. I actually have to go. The investment is your time, too. So I go three to five times a week at 530 before work. um, And I notice that it helps me feel motivated and focused for the day, which goes into my mental health, too. So it's like a two for one for me. But let me just say I love the way my body looks. I feel I look strong. I feel strong. I like the tone and definition that I'm starting to see in my body and it makes me feel great. Um, when I was going through a breakup last October, I invested in a boxing membership and it was pricey, but it was necessary because I needed that phys- that that physical release. Also during the breakup, I invested in a massage because I, I invested in multiple massages because when you break up, you lack physical touch. So I would either book massages or I would pay extra when I got a pedicure at the at the nail salon for an added foot massage. I just saw my girl Cora on Instagram. I know she listens to the podcast sometimes post about how she's on a weight loss journey. And though she's been doing the work in the gym, she noticed that the weight isn't going anywhere. So she got a lifestyle specialist and then hired a nutritionist to help her figure out what's not working and what needs to change. And when I talk about investing in yourself, that's what I mean. When you notice something isn't working or something is off, put the money and the time into figuring out what needs to be better. Investing in yourself physically also goes into your appearance, you know, making sure that your hair and that you're showing up presentable. You don't have to you don't have to wear designer. You don't have to have the 
best outfit, the flyest outfit everywhere you go, but there's value in looking presentable and where you go and showing up well in different spaces. So making sure your hair is nice, making sure you're wearing a decent outfit, wearing makeup if you want, if you like wearing makeup, but physical investment in, in your appearance is also very, very important. The next way that you can invest in yourself is by investing in your learning. We should all be trying to learn something new. If you wanna get a certification at work, invest in a course to teach it. If you want to get better than better with money, invest in a financial planner. If you want to start a business but have no idea where to begin, invest in a course that'll teach you that. For me, I have a financial planner. I have a membership to Erin On Demand's eBrand Club, which was which is a club dedicated to helping small business owners grow. And I needed it because when I first started my business, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And then when I was getting into the resume writing bag as a stream of income for TCHS, I joined a membership club for that to teach me how to structure my business and how to price my services. All of the things that I genuinely could not figure out on my own. When I started my Airbnb business, I invested a lot of money in a course to teach me how to do it. If you are interested in Airbnb, definitely check out my last uh, episode with my Airbnb coach, Kiera, who just broke down, you know, what, how to start and how to do it. But learning, investing in your learning doesn't always mean business. Maybe you invest in a class to learn a new language, or maybe you subscribe to a daily news subscription so that you can be more well-versed in the news. Uh, maybe you take up a pottery class because that's something you've always wanted to do and you wanted to learn how to make a vase. And as you invest in yourself, guys, be okay with paying for it. I can't tell you how many times people have told me like they don't wanna book with me because they don't wanna book my resume writing services because it's too expensive. And for me, I, I don't feel bad about that. I'm never gonna change my prices because the value is there. And knowing what I know about business and pricing, people place value in, in money. So if I was charging $25 to get your resume done, you would be like, am I gonna get a good resume? You would question it because you get what you pay for, right? So do not get upset with people for charging you their pricing. If you're gonna invest in yourself, go all in and invest and don't complain about it. We invest in the things that we want to invest in. The same people who complain to me about my resume pricing are the same people who be on trips, are the same people who buy all of these like luxury bags or you know do all of these things and i'm not saying that to count anyone's pockets but i'm saying people pay for what they want to pay for and if they find value in me my knowledge and my service they'll pay for it so definitely keep that in mind as you're on this investing in yourself journey be okay with paying the price because what you get back from it is always going to be rewarding Finally, I think we should all be investing in experiences. I always encourage people to invest in experiences because experiences stick. They last forever. Research has shown that people who spend money on experiences rather than material goods are happier because the excitement of material goods fades quickly. In this article I'm reading, it said, that it said, think of it this way, a material item like a car or a TV is an item that is separate from you, but experiences are more likely to become a part of who you are as a person. 
When you experience something new, you're not only more confident, but you also have more to bring to the table as a person. I studied abroad in France my summer of sophomore year in college, and that experience comes up in conversation so much because of what I gained from that experience. For example, I went to dinner the other night and had or, and I ordered risotto and my friend and I got on the topic of risotto and you know when did we have good risotto and I told him that my first time having risotto and it was the best risotto I've ever had was when I lived in France and my host family made it for me and I haven't had much risotto back in the states because I loved the one I had in France so much and it wasn't a flex it was just my experience keep feeding into your experiences because it helps you develop as a, it helps you become a more well-rounded human being if you're financially able to travel or go somewhere new even if it's just for a weekend do it. It doesn't have to be a huge, big, grand vacation at all. It doesn't even have to have other people. It can be just you. This year for my birthday, I went to Arizona with two really good friends. One is Kiara, who was on the podcast a few episodes ago talking about uh, be not being afraid to change your mind. Um, great episode. You should check it out if you haven't. But that trip to Arizona was phenomenal. It was the most transformative trip I've had. We tried so many different food places. We meditated in Sedona, which is known to have like healing properties in the mountains. And we saw like beautiful scenery, beautiful sunsets. I mean, it's a trip that we'll never forget. And I don't, I don't think any of us will ever forget. And I think actually every birthday I have from this point forward, I'm probably going to spend it out of town. When I got promoted at work, I booked a self-care trip to the Dominican Republic. I was going to go alone, but my mom ended up going with me. I actually learned that traveling and experiencing new places is what taps me into my inspiration, inspiration and creativity. And it's just my perspective on how big the world really is. Experiences can look like travel, concerts, conferences, a really nice brunch with your girl, with your girls, not a, not your girl, but um, maybe a murder mystery dinner, whatever, like whatever you want it to be, have, have the experience, do it, do it. There's so many things that you can try and when you look back on your life, what will matter the most is not the money that you have or the material things that you've accumulated, but it'll be about the life you've lived and the experiences that you've had with both yourself and your loved ones and your friends. Like That is what's going to matter at the end of life. I hope that this podcast helped you guys get a little bit more insight on investing in yourself and the importance of investing in yourself. And I hope that you guys let me know what you think about it. Shoot me a DM, shoot me a text. Let me know that you, let me know what resonated and also let me know what you'd like to hear. I appreciate all of it and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.